Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round of Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Blue Edwards, Lee Mayberry, Joey Devine, Sharif Abdur-Rahim, Anthony Peeler, Sean Keane, Moochie Norris, musical guest Lit, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. And as always, I'm here with my good friend, my cohort, cohort's not a, that's more than two people, my uh, my life partner, my pod man, my mm. best friend, uh, the man who does what everyone, well, I don't know where I'm going with this, Sean Keen, how are you, Sean? Hey, Joey, how's it going? Uh, clearly not well, based on how... <laughs> Poorly, I was speaking there. Um, basketball's back, Sean. It is. Um, have you been watching a lot of basketball? Uh, I watched Lakers Nuggets last night. I watched Luka Doncic. Did not watch the Warriors, even though they're my favorite team. Did not watch that game. Um, yeah, Sean- it feels like we're going to have some chances to watch the Warriors on TV this upcoming season. Yeah. Sean, who have you watched? Anybody? Literally just the Lakers Nuggets game, and then that was it. Uh, I don't want to put too much stock into preseason basketball, but I've got to say, I think uh, the Nuggets are going to be better than the Lakers based on wow. that. Based on the first half of that game that mattered, and I'm kind of being sarcastic, but also kind of not because in my heart, I want them to be better than the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem implausible or anything. No, because Jokic was fucking tight as shit in that first quarter. Um, he was. I liked how aggressive he was. Anyway, 
Before we talk about yeah, basketball, yeah, yeah. some uh, business up top. Follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod. Uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. And uh, please, please, please give us five stars on uh, whichever pod service you listen to your pods. Mm-hmm. How many That's times can I say pods in a s- sentence? I mean, we, you and I are eating Tide Pods right now. It's true. I'm also watching uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which oh, is whoa. very pro-pod. Yeah, this is, this is pretty tight. <laughs> um, should we talk about the news? Let's talk about the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. I mean, there's... It's not a, not a ton of news. I'll be honest. Yeah, so... So there's a big feature on SB Nation about Richard Ingram or Ingram, uh, who is Dwayne Wade's personal chef. And it's all about how his influence led Dwayne Wade to start eating healthier. Wait, that's bullshit, though. Yeah, it is. We all know longtime listeners of Round Ball Rock will Mm -hmm. also know Mm -hmm. uh, what got Dwayne Wade eating healthier is when LeBron James started ordering food for him. That is exactly what happened, and that's only what happened. Uh, uh, I guess we should tell this story again if we have any yeah, please, newer listeners. Please. Um, two years ago, there was this story about how at All-Star Weekend, LeBron James and his wife, and Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. went out to dinner, but Dwayne Wade was late for dinner, and it was just the three of them, and Gabrielle Union was like, oh, I'll order for Dwayne. And LeBron was like, no, I got it. Dwayne will have the sea bass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Gabrielle oh. Union was like, uh, LeBron, Dwayne doesn't like seafood, let alone sea bass. And LeBron mm-hmm. was like, no, don't worry about it. He's going to love it. And then yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah. The, the Chilean sea bass, also known as the Patagonian toothfish, <laughs> um anyway it's a I guess it's kind of a trendy fish but uh now Dwayne Wade eats I think all seafood. I don't think he has any seafood restrictions and he never did but then LeBron reached out and uh he knew his taste buds better than Dwayne Wade and his intimate sexual partner yeah. did. Very weird. Very also, weird. Also why was Dwayne Wade late? Come on, what, he, what was I he doing? He, I think he had a shoe event. It was All-Star Weekend. Oh, uh, okay. Fair fair enough, Dwayne Wade. Um because if he'd been if he'd been like composing a poem like Kobe when he almost missed his last game, I I wouldn't have stood for that. Although Dwayne Wade, published author, the uh the Ron Baker of NBA books about <laughs> fatherhood. <laughs> uh isn't he more like the Paul Reiser? Because it's about oh, fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to mention this again. The weirdest thing I've ever seen at a uh, baseball game was a guy sitting in the stands at AT&T Park during a game reading a hardcover edition of Dwayne Wade's book about fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I feel like I would have a hundred questions for that guy. Let's... Go from that hilarious story to a sad story. Uh-huh. Uh, Bulls fans, I'm sorry. 
but Lowry Markinen is out for six to eight weeks with an elbow injury already. Yeah, it just a bummer. Like like that's that's the guy you wanted to see this year. Yeah, it's a true bummer. Um, so here's my question about Lowry Markinen, Sean. Yeah. Uh, he heard it in a practice. Yeah. Bobby Portis punched him in the arm, didn't he? One hundred percent, he punched him in the arm. He was like, he's like, look, when I punch people, I get more playing time, and they're eventually traded. So <laughs> let's run this one back. I mean, that is what happened with the Bulls last year. They they picked up Bobby Portis's option within like two weeks of him uh, sending Miritich to the hospital. Yeah. So uh, watch yourself. Remaining forwards, Wendell on the Carter Chicago Jr. Bulls. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Robin He's Lopez, cr- he won't I do punch th- Robin. He won't punch Robin Lopez. He's too. Yeah, Robin but... would be like, if you punch me, Bobby, my brother will get you. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be like, you ask Benny the Bull, I hit back. <laughs> Um, and our last top story, or last news story, is uh, the NBA. This is this story makes me uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable because it's like, well, yeah, let's just go so to it first. J.R. Smith got a Supreme logo tattooed on his leg, mm-hmm. which, first off, uh, J.R. Smith, you're too old for that. I'm sorry. I love you, but mm-hmm. uh, you're in your 30s. You can't get a Supreme logo tattooed on you anymore. But um, he got a giant Supreme logo tattooed it's on his It's really leg. big. Yeah, it's like his whole calf. And the NBA says they're going to fine him every game he doesn't cover it up mm-hmm. because, quote, the NBA owns the player's skin when they're on the court. That is a terrifying way to phrase that. Yeah. Um, it kind of seems like they are planning to skin J.R. Smith when they put it like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very uh like Adam Silver standing in the <laughs> standing in front of a mirror by good while Goodbye Horses plays, going <laughs> like, "Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> I own your skin." Um. Or Jr. Is is Dion Waiters a big, great, big, fat person? Yeah, I was gonna say, um, Oliver Miller wasn't he a great, big, fat person? (laughs) Um, the greatest thing too is Michael um, Sweetney. I haven't seen him in years. (laughs) I I mean. I made a suit. I wore a suit made out of his skin to do the second round of the 2012 NBA draft. Adam Silver could be wearing a skin suit. It is not totally out of the realm of possibility. I, I mean, don't think. Adam Silver always kind of reminds me. He looks like he's in like a Meet Dave situation. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like he is a robot that he's been very piloted. tiny, yeah. <laughs> very tiny aliens are controlling. Yeah, it's someone just slightly shorter than David Stern is controlling him. No, it's David Stern. It's David Stern. It's He shrunk himself using like, Wayne Zelensky's technology. It, no, it's actually like a Krang... 
a Krang oh, oh. situation. Adam so Silver. Kind of like a Master Blaster deal. <laughs> yeah, Adam Silver is sitting in like a, like a jar inside of Adam Silver's <laughs> stomach. I I will say the NBA claiming to own players skin is very David Stern and very not Adam Silver. Yeah, I mean like look, the NBA really likes to pat itself on the back and NBA fans love to just be like, "Oh, it's the wokest league. This is the best." Adam Silver sucks, man. Yeah, he's like a neolib. Yeah. I but Isn't I mean he like a big conservative dude too. I don't think so. I don't know, but I I I think he's a Democrat. I think he's like an Obama Democrat, if I remember he's, right. He's got some, like, creepy friend. Yeah, because he went to, like, Princeton or whatever, but... Well, yeah, I mean, actually, I guess that's true. Anyone in the Ivy League, the only guy who got out clean was Jeremy Lin. Oh, Jared <laughs> Kushner. Adam Silver and Jared Kushner are great friends. Yeah, but Jared Kushner was also a neo-lib until his father-in-law became a racist president. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that Jared just Kushner. shows you the line. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh. Well, and, you know, obviously David Stern controlling him became more uh, racist, too. So. <laughs> um, so this this story is weird just because Jared Smith. OK, I get the idea that you you just don't want to create any kind of incentive for someone to get like the McDonald's logo tattooed on their arm. Well, it wouldn't be McDonald's, it would be like Golden Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, what yeah. like isn't that what the streakers yeah, were? <laughs> um yeah, Golden Golden Palace is right. Um I mean, I really think it would be just some like super coked out internet company. So like Uber mm. 18 months ago maybe. Yeah. Um GoDaddy oh, yeah. in 2007. GoDaddy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they'd, they'd pay for it now. I um, mean, honestly, though, an NBA player should get GoDaddy tattooed on themselves. Not the .com, just the phrase GoDaddy. That would be t- <laughs> Well, no. GoDaddy's Go always almost fouling out in the... <laughs> Daddy's always fa- almost fouling out in the first half. But, yeah, I mean, I get how they're like, don't, don't even make it an option. But... Jerry Smith did not get paid to do this. Right. He just did it. Um, yeah, so he's not he's not a paid endorser. He's simply trying way too hard. Right. He's trying to be the king of all streetwear. Yeah. And but unfortunately, ever... Tyler, the creator, exists. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, so I guess he's... I don't, I don't know what they mean to cover it up. Does he have to wear, like, a high sock? I'm sure he has to wear a leg sleeve. I mean, he kind of wanted to wear a leg sleeve anyway, probably, right? He's at about that point in his career. What Supreme should do, honestly, is make a leg sleeve for him. Oh, like unbranded? Yeah, and then sell it as like the J.R. Smith leg sleeve for like $80 or whatever. I don't know anything about Supreme except that there are often lines of teenagers outside their stores in West Hollywood. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, but yeah. Ultimately, this is Iman Shumpert's fault, by the way, because he uh, he shaved the Adidas logo into his hair a couple years ago, and the NBA was like, "That's not okay." But no, this is this is a fight that's been going on for a while, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Rashid Wallace tried to get a Nestle tattoo in two thousand and one, and they 
threaten to find him every game. <laughs> um, I mean, it is like a weird issue. Um, now I'm kind of into the idea of players just maxing out however they want, but I do, I do kind of feel like there's an anti-capitalist sheen to you know, like maybe. I'm kind of okay with. I mean, I don't like their statements about it, but I do kind of like just removing the incentive to get a tattoo. It seems like that's uh, exploitation. Wow, in the you're same a way. fucking square, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think NBA players should be able be allowed to do whatever they want with their bodies, and that includes tons and tons of HGH. <laughs> Like so much HGH. I want to see like roided out monsters with like uh, brands of brands. You know what I mean? Like a like yeah. So like like so a like, seven hundred pound guy who can run like a four forty in like two seconds, and then he like he just drops dead at thirty one. Yeah, with like a like a cow style brand of like. <laughs> golf wang or whatever uh-huh. <laughs> so like so like the physique of a monster but with the marketing sensibility of a lebron james exactly that's what i want out of my my uh my league um all right we're we're going too long on this uh jr smith get whatever you want tattooed on your body man it's your it's your world but also remember you are too old to have the supreme to logo tattooed on your calf uh reader question we have a question mm-hmm. from our reader these are our readers. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Um, <laughs> at Benjamin Jensen, a.k.a. Sadillac Depresculade, asks... Who most likely gave Sfi his black eye? Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, Lance Stevenson, or Luke Walton? See, I like that. I like that we're going pure mud right off the bat. Um, well, LeBron didn't punch him. Are we sure LeBron didn't punch him? Yeah. Which who on LeBron the didn't is even, most? LeBron didn't even punch that whiteboard. Oh, you well, yeah, because he punched J.R. Smith. I don't think he punched J.R. Smith either. What do you think he punched? Oh, he oh, the punch whole thing. It's a lie. That whole thing was a lie. It was a sham. <laughs> the broken hand was an inside job. Um, Whiteboard truthers. Um, okay, of those selections, I think Luke Walton is the most likely. Mm-hmm. I just think he's got a lot of pressure on him, mm-hmm. and there's only so many times he can like sneak away to San Diego and watch a Grateful Dead cover band. Sure, I was gonna say Bill, Bill Walton. Bill Walton. <laughs> Why was he so mad at Svee? Uh, I think he, um, I think Svee said something bad about the Lithuanian basketball team. Oh, oh, and Bill took it really pretty yeah. well. Yeah, well, Bill sense. was on a bad trip too. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, and he was how like, "How dare you say that?" He was like, "Why are his arms so short?" <laughs> um, he, he no, he wasn't living John Wooden's weird triangle of 
uh, white man bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually have a a, a off-the-board suggestion. Mm-hmm. I think it was Josh Hart. Why? Because he's like, you know, he's like the third point guard now. Um, he just wants to prove himself. It's like, it's essentially like the first day of prison thing when mm-hmm. LeBron shows up. It's you just have to pick someone and kick their ass. Now, he, you know, punched a Euro, but maybe he's like, LeBron respected Kevin Garnett. That's what Kevin Garnett would have done. Uh, if you'd <laughs> like to uh, ask us questions, uh, at Round Rock Pod or at roundrockpod at gmail.com. But, Sean, most importantly, it's time to get to the meat, or as our oh, friend yeah. Corbin Smith would say, the gristle. Ooh, the gristle. <laughs> of the episode. Oh, uh, oh, that cartilage. Get in there. It's our Pacific Division preview, Sean. It's our closest ocean and our closest division. It's also closest to my heart. Um, yeah, same here. Um, in fact, I've, I would say I have pulled four, um, four of the five teams in this division at one point. Wow, bandwagon. Well, I mean, I just, I just really hated the Celtics in the '80s, so uh, I would root for the Lakers. In wow, the so you are a race trader. <laughs> I am a race trader. I think that was part of it because it's clearly influenced by my father, who is, again, a white Irish man who despises the Boston Celtics and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He it's, it's because he lost his leg that one time he went to Boston, right? That's true. Yeah. I mean, he, was, he got shipped up there. What are you going to do? Um, but, Sean, mm-hmm. before we get into all that, You've been, uh, you have your own ongoing, what do we even call this? Well, look, it's it's just a law of nature that, look, there's six divisions in the NBA, there's six friends in the friends. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence, and so I believe every division in the NBA can be represented perfectly by one of the friends, and the Pacific Division, it's uh, Rachel Green, Jennifer Aniston's character. Um, these are glamorous teams. Uh, there's not a ton of drama, even though a lot is manufactured all season because, you know, they're getting back together with the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end. Um, uh, LeBron James and Jennifer Aniston both have famous hairlines. Um, I would say Vivek Ranadive is the Gunther of the NBA. Uh, he acts like he is an emotionally abused man who works as a barista, but he's a team owner. Um, Kevin Durant left OKC at the altar, much like Rachel Green did to her fiance, Barry, the dentist. Um, At the end of friends, Rachel was going to take a job in Europe and uh, she came back because Ross loved her. And that is basically what I've been trying to go through this season. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, now I don't have to watch. Uh, yeah, don't, don't. Well, definitely skip the episode where Marcel the monkey is brutally murdered because it's it's wildly the tone is off. I don't know why they would bother to bring him back, and it's it's a lot of like Schwimmer crying mm, yeah. mostly. Um, oh yeah, but she came back and did not go to Europe. That's also what happened to uh, Bielisa and uh, the Sacramento Kings this summer. Um, Jennifer Aniston and Luke Walton each have a father who was prominently featured in a soap opera, uh, Days of Our Lives and The Breaks of the Game. 
uh, Vivek and Robert Sarver are horrible bosses, mm -hmm. and all of these teams get propped up by guest stars every year, which was Jennifer Aniston's specialty in the late period of Friends. All right. Uh, good job, Sean. Uh, <laughs> so let's start with the champs. Mm -hmm. The Golden State Warriors. Your Warriors basketball! That's my Franco <laughs> Finn impression. Uh, last year, they were 58-24. and 24, Good for second in the West. Uh, Sean wrote, we don't remember how the playoffs went. Did they do well? Which is uh, some real arrogant season <laughs> shit, Sean. Uh they were third in offense, 11th in defense. Their division odds uh, are 1 to 20. Yeah. So I, how much do I have to bet to, to win $100, Sean? $2,000. That is fucking insane. <laughs> their over-under is 62 and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, they're bringing in DeMarcus Cousins, Jonas Jerebko, Jacob Evans, Damian Lee, and Tyler Eulis. Some A couple of those guys aren't making the team. They said goodbye to David West, JaVale McGee, Zaza Pachulia, Chris Boucher, and possibly Patrick McCaw. And they re-signed Kevin Durant and Kevon Looney. Sean, you have a question for me? Uh, yeah. Uh, Joey, what was your least favorite offseason move by the Warriors? Uh, they brought in Mike Dunleavy Jr. to be a scout. <laughs> oh, my God. I for Well, I guess... You know, all the scouting skills he displayed in his time in the NBA. Bringing Mike Dunleavy Jr. back to the Warriors is, like, bad karma, man. It's a real heat check. It's bad news, dude. Because <laughs> they've brought back... I mean, they, they brought back the 2017 for a tribute before. And they not got him. Matt Barnes. Even though a lot of... Oh, this made me so mad. A lot of... Uh, Articles I read about Mike Dunleavy becoming a scout were giving him credit for that 2007 team record. They were like, oh, he only had one good record when he was there, the 2017. He got traded in January when they were losing. And it, it jump-started the entire franchise yes. just to have him go. It's, it's weird because I think it would have been a very different story had he not been the number three pick in the draft, probably. Mm hmm. But, uh, and uh, no, you know, we look... still, I would have hated him still, even if he was like the 15th pick. Ugh. He just, uh, but his, um, his contract status and draft position made him extra hateable. White Duke privilege. Yeah, persona, like, persona. Uh, this hair was really floppy when he got to the NBA. Um, and he just, he, he also just represented a weird kind of like fake revolutionary thinking in that uh, like the whole reason for his giant appeal was that he'd like grown six inches or something, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just like uh, like that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be better. So, yeah, he was like a six one point guard who became like a six eight guy without a real position yeah Ugh. anyway uh, we've talked about someone who is not on the roster for far too long which move did you think i was gonna say um i thought maybe it was gonna be bringing back looney or uh 
I don't know, possibly signing Jarebko instead of somebody else. I mean, I would have liked them to sign a wing, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think Jarebko's fine, and Looney's whatever. Uh, they're going to need him to play while DeMarcus Cousins is hurt, so whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, Sean, what was your least favorite move of the offseason? Um, even though it's totally understandable, I'm I'm sad that JaVale is gone. And uh, I think he still would have helped the team. Well, you know, he's got to join Team Mud. Yeah. And uh, two-time, two-time champion JaVale McGee. Um, fun to watch on, on both ends of the court. Fun to watch off the court. Sean, if you heard three years ago that the Warriors would have Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins, what would you have imagined happened? I think like maybe a plane crash and a dispersal draft of some kind. You know what I mean? Like 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 the Warriors team plane collides with another team's plane and the NBA in a period of mourning is just like, well, you just uh, you know, they got to they got to have a sympathy draft because how else would either of these guys become available for the Warriors? Um but instead Boogie Cousins just had to tear his Achilles tendon at the worst possible time for him financially. And uh, Kevin Durant had to just decide he was a coward. Be a fucking fucking snake, dude. (laughs) He was watching a snake charming video. (laughs) Uh, I would have guessed. All right. Here's what I would have guessed. I would have guessed that Kevin Durant spent an entire summer arguing with teens on Instagram. Uh, and then DeMarcus Cousins choked out Mike Malone. Oh, that, yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah, that was that could have. I think Mike Malone was the only one he liked, though, right? Yeah, but although Mike Malone say... does kind of have a PJ Carlissimo vibe, you know what I mean? Oh, oh my God, yeah. I mean, it, it look his look his look says choker or chokey, like <laughs> nothing nothing in the middle with well, that guy. Well, also his voice, Mike Malone's voice is so crazy. Mike Malone's voice sounds like, um, like the deep voice guy in Boys to Men. Yeah, and I do you think that was like kind of a put on, and then his voice just started naturally doing it all the time? No, I think he, when you're just like a like a hard scrabble like. Like a a very small, I think when you're a very small man from a s- specific parts of Brooklyn, uh huh, it it's a def- you get that you just get that voice because you're fighting so much. Yeah, you know what I and mean. And he he seems like he's a real high testosterone guy. Yeah, for too. sure. Like like the baldness, the aggression. Uh, he just he's like too pumped to write an out of bounds play <laughs> at the most important part of the season. Uh, all right. Um, next question. Will the Warriors again have a mediocre defense? Their defense was fucking terrible last year. Calling it mediocre is... Well, they were 11th in the league. Yeah, but That's compared what to saying. what it should have been. Um, um, I think they'll be a little better on defense. I do. Um, because I think that their centers are going to be a little more... I mean, yeah, I think their centers are going to be a little more helpful. Maybe more mobile i think it'll be like less dramatic like i don't think their block numbers are going to be quite as high um unless kevin durant is like really serious about getting defensive respect 
and I think he was just sort of talking. Um, uh, I think they're gonna, their defense is going to be a lot better, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because Draymond Green wants a super max, and to get it, he has to win Defensive Player of the Year this yes. year. Uh huh. So he could. Do you think that's good for the team or bad for the team? Good for the team, dude. I want him screaming at people. Like I want him. Yeah, I mean it'll make them more watchable. Mm-hmm. Like Draymond, for a guy who try, who's like number one skill is like trying harder mm-hmm. than everyone. Yeah, uh, didn't honestly didn't appear to try super hard last year. I would say. Yeah, I mean he had games he would just take over. I just think he was um, pretty much hurt all season. Yeah, with that shoulder thing. But also uh, defensively, he was. They all kind of slept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it became very obvious when he would like you know when they were in danger of losing to the Brooklyn Nets, and he'd get like four steals in a row to yeah. ice the game or something. Um, yeah, I could see them being more motivated, especially with like. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think Boogie is going to be an asset defensively, but uh, I mean he he's, he'll be fine. Well, the other thing is, I think Jordan, He's huge. Bell, Jordan Bell's going to start. Oh. I think. And mm-hmm. Jordan Bell will be a restricted free agent next year. And if he wants to get paid, he's going to have to also be really good on defense. I think I, he'll play a lot. I do, too. Um, my next question is, uh, is win a ring for Boogie sufficient motivation for this team? I mean, I would say yes and no. Uh, I do think they'll be into it, but also... The amount of motivation they actually need is uh, not a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. Part of me feels like this year, even though the – I think their competition got worse this year. Um, part of me is kind of worried. Uh, going for uh, – you know, going for three in a row is hard, man. Yeah, and it's very trying rare to go to the, the teams finals three-peat. a fifth time in a row yeah. too. I mean, it's there's just a lot of things that could go wrong, and uh, like you know, I mean, it's it's not uh, you know, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry have both gotten hurt the last two years, yeah. um, and you know they don't have that much depth i would say you know like they they are gonna actually need looney and bell and they probably need to get something from jacob evans this year and or patrick mccaw if he shows or patrick up McCaw. yeah yeah who was I think not very gonna, good last but year i think there's gonna be a trade actually really yeah this is the first year i feel like um there is a glaring hole and it's a another wing player not that they lost a wing player i mean i guess they lost mccaw but i just think they're not going to get as much out of their old bench with so yeah so iguodala although iguodala dunked the other night so so, maybe he's feeling good so their wings right now are clay thompson andre iguodala sean livingston jacob evans maybe patrick mccaw maybe damian lee uh, I mean, Mr. Mr. Uh, Seth Curry's sister. I think Quinn Cook is going to actually play a lot, too, weirdly. Well, he he is 
the backup point guard right now, right? Well, I mean, oh, I guess Livingston, Livingston but... is, but um, he's but their only like really shooter. the backup three. Yeah, he's almost like a backup four, honestly. Um, yeah, is it is it dangerous that they have Quinn Cook and added Dunleavy? Is that too much Duke? No, because Quinn Cook is cool. Um, and still went to Duke though. Yeah, but he's like, I like a Duke guy who fails first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Quinn Cook was on a bunch of NBA teams and then got cut and had to go to the D League. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't get that's drafted. That's cool. Right? No. Yeah, a Duke guy, an undrafted Duke guy is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, yeah, you've been a John Shire. Also, fan a, well, for a, a non, a no, excuse me, a non-white undrafted Duke guy is cool. <laughs> like a Chris Duhon. Chris Duhon was fine. You know what I mean? No, oh, he was terrible. He dude. was not cool. But... He was not. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm having trouble even thinking of other undrafted Duke men. Anyway, anyway yeah. let's move on. We are talking. You think the Warriors are going to trade for a wing? Yeah. yeah. Um, does signing Mike Dunleavy Jr. mean the dynasty is over? Is uh, this... No, but they're playing with fire. It's really bad, man. I mean, this is like, I mean, at least this is this is on the edge of signing PJ Carlissimo Jr. I, it's really hard to explain to non-Warriors fans how much Mike Dunleavy Jr. Warriors fans hate Mike Dunleavy Jr. Like. I don't even exactly. I don't even know who to compare it to. Well, it's weird because it's very hard to point to isolated moments as well, and the team was just so consistently shitty that it's like, it's hard to feel like it was his. Okay, but I feel like it was his fault. You know what I mean? Like it was definitely his fault. Um, because also he was a jerk. (laughs) That's an underrated thing. Is like the other players did not like him. But here's how to explain it. Um, okay, so imagine the Portland Trailblazers were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, win, like, 20 games a year bad. Done. Uh, and they drafted Myers Leonard third. <laughs> that is how. That is what the Mike, what the Mike Dunleavy Jr. experience was like. I mean, he does. The there Warriors are some similarities fans. there. Except he's, like, more hyped because he won, like, a college even when even when the blazers drafted myers leonard i think most blazer fans were like i don't know about this right he's just i think the most hated by his own fans player in the nba right now oh yeah that could, that could be the case um, and he's also like a shitty white dude um yeah it's just um it's weird because he's the guy that Again, it's very hard to point to like one incident that was terrible, but he was just such a disappointment. And the like, only time Warriors fans ever cheered him was when he went nuts and got kicked out of a game for no reason. Yeah, he got called for a foul when he thought he blocked Dirk Nowitzki cleanly. Uh, he clearly fouls him. On very the replay, clearly. By the way, yeah, uh, it's not a close call. He somehow gets ejected immediately, takes his shirt off on his way out the court, and uh, the fans finally cheer him. And then he goes back to being kind of shitty. Yeah. He was just a bad player. Ba- yeah. Um, I mean, High volume got, bad player. Tibbs got good stuff out of him. But no, look, Mike Dunleavy Jr. is such a jerk that even like two years ago, 
Giannis, the sweetest boy in the world, uh-huh. punched him in the face in a playoff game. Yeah. Fuck Mike I, Dunleavy, man. I just think I just think if Mike Dunleavy were black, he would not have lasted past that Warriors contract. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. All right, Sean, be bold. Canelo, be bold. Uh, my gosh, it's so hard to be bold about this team, Joey. Um, all right, I'm gonna be bold. Sean Livingston is going to make a three pointer this year. Okay. Um, I'm going to be bold. Canelo, be bold! Um, Kevin Durant's leaving. This is the last. This is Kevin Durant's last season as a Warrior. Wow. So enjoy it, where, Snake where, fans. Where do you think he's going to go? I don't know. But I, and frankly, I don't care. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, I would like to say... Stick around, Kevin Durant, and uh, don't know why you'd leave. Um, I mean, it just feels – on media day, he was giving answers that were not as uh, concrete as he was giving previously. <laughs> um, and I think whether they win a title or not, I think he's – you know, sick of fighting with teenagers on the internet, so he'll go to the Orlando Magic and try and be a hero there. Well, he could whatever. fight with adult. He probably could fight with a lot of adult Orlando Magic fans on the internet. Yeah, so, so many. that should be fun for him. He could go to Disneyland and fight with those teenagers <laughs> in person. Um, but yeah, he does want to. He wants to play with uh, Aaron Gordon after he saw the Uncle Drew movie. <laughs> He's like, this guy seems surly. All right, Sean. We know Steph Curry has a foot fetish um, Mm -hmm. because the idea of a healthy foot and ankle is exciting to him. Uh, And also, his wife wife told us on The View or whatever that show she was on. Yeah, she she blew up his spot. What a a mean wife. What are the other weird things the Warriors All Stars are into? I'm not saying you wrote Hamptons Five on here, and I'm not Uh fucking saying Hamptons Five. Well, the Hamptons Five is the group of five that uh, you know recruited uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, Tim Kawakami coined the term. Yeah, he might just block us great. on Twitter just for no, mentioning he's, him. He's going to hire Round Ball Rock. Look, we didn't want to announce it like this, but uh, we're in talks to move to the Athletic. <laughs> we don't totally know what that would entail, but uh, they don't do we have we have we've each. Well, I have written a piece on behalf of me and Joey for uh, the Podcasters Tribune, and uh, so you should be able to read that soon. Why we're potting at the other? Uh, anyway, um, okay. So, what weird things is everybody else into? Um, I'm gonna say um, Draymond Green definitely exhibitionism. I believe like he likes to, well, to that's do it the in front. One. But I but I think like like even like doing it in front of a window. Um, like jerking off in his car, you know, just stuff like that, like an element of risk to it. And then um, Andre Iguodala, you know, I got to say, I think that after the 2016 finals, he developed like kind of a humiliation kink after that block shot. And so he likes he likes to be slapped in the back of the head right before he's about to, to climax. That really does it for him. Uh-huh. And no one whistles it either. Um, 
Kevin Durant. Oh, you're doing uh, all five? Okay. Keep well, going. Oh, no, 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 no keep ju- going. I was, I'm leaving some space for you to jump in if you want. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a thought? I yeah. only I only have one thought on one of the guys. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember that story about Leonardo DiCaprio and how when he has sex, he puts on headphones and vapes? I did not. I have not heard that. Yeah, but... he puts on headphones and listens to his own music while uh, having sex and also Leonardo vapes. DiCaprio has his own music? Well, not his not his own music, but like oh, okay. yeah, Sorry, he like not... he like listens to podcasts or whatever. I don't know what he's listening to, but he puts Pod on Save America. He's <laughs> listening to Pod Save America while he has sex and vapes. Um, any vapes during sex? Uh, that uh-huh. is one hundred percent what Clay Thompson does. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Do you think he's like in his own zone, or do you think he's like sharing? one earbud with his partner no no like, he's on he's in his own zone dude so he's just putting up shots when he's making love he, he's listening to uh like the history of scaffolding or whatever <laughs> i kind of feel like clay thompson is a good cuddler though i mean you can think what you want dude he's definitely vaping and listening to bluetooth <laughs> headphones do... while having sex though <laughs> yeah i just think he might be I think his partner might be listening to the same thing as him. That's all. I, I could see that kind of like uh, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist shit going on with Clay Thompson. But also probably has a lot of free Bluetooth headphones from his many trips. I don't know. I think you're giving Clay Thompson too much credit as uh, not being a uh, a weirdo who likes Instagram Instagram chicks and we <laughs> um, keep yeah, going. But like, I just think I just think the the stonerness probably makes him cuddlier. I also think he might be autistic. Um, keep going. <laughs> so do you think like he like maybe rubs a piece of metal against another piece of metal like Ben Affleck in the accountant? No, but I do think he has like a uh, he has one of those Temple Grandin hugging machines. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, yeah, he does. It's called his Instagram DMs. Um, like that's, <laughs> that's how you just automatically get a hug from people. Um, who? Oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant doesn't have sex, dude. You think it's just... Wow. Um, Kevin Durant is asexual, my man. Really? Y- yeah. He's a... Kevin Durant doesn't like people enough to have sex. He, he dated that girl who was on The Bachelor. But yeah, that was back in college. And then um, he had like a weird engagement that he broke off. I kind of think that I kind of think that he's not ready for a real romance. Every but I time think he's... you see I think okay, sorry, before you get into that. Uh-huh. Here's the th- I think Kevin Durant might secretly be in like a uh Dr. Eugene Landy Brian Wilson situation with that agent of his. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I know who you're talking Rich about. Rich yeah. Kleinman, where, mm-hmm. uh, because every time you see pictures of Kevin Durant, so, uh, he is sitting alone on a couch with like a heavy blanket on his legs in uh-huh. like a giant house by himself. And then every time you hear Kevin Durant, these things where they're like supposedly like, oh, you just Kevin Durant hanging out with Bill Simmons. He's got this creepy agent. Just hanging around. Kind of interjecting. Yeah. And being like, yeah, Making yeah, it about Kevin, himself. He loves playing Fortnite. He's... Well, do you think do you think Bill Simmons is a good pro-fucking influence on Kevin Durant? 
I mean, Bill Simmons is a porn man. I think people forget about that. Yeah. Uh, how much Bill Simmons used to talk about porn. Oh, I do. I do have a theory about Kevin Durant. Is that uh, he's really into shower sex in theory, but doesn't realize like how terrible the mechanics of that are, especially since he's seven feet tall. But he still like continues to try, and it it just doesn't work out very much. But it's still like his top fantasy. All right, we've talked about this too long. Uh, what? <laughs> this is what the readers crave. Uh, over under Sean sixty two and a half. I think that's an under. I also uh, think it's an under. I wouldn't be shocked if they won more games, but, like, why would you bet on that? I like, wouldn't. It's just, like, those division odds. Like, there's just there's so little upside. Um, And it's, like, a high enough number. I mean, but... Yeah, I just I just feel like they're they don't have any real motivation to win a lot of games in the they regular season. They won 58 games last year. Mm-hmm. So and does that was with... Demarcus Cousins make them five games better? Uh, no, but I think I think just having a slightly healthier team would do that. But again, that's no guarantee. I think they're going to rest a lot. All yeah, right. I mean, there's just no reason for them to win any more than fifty nine games. The Los so... Angeles Lakers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last year, thirty five and forty seven. Good for 11th in the West. Their offense, 23rd. Defense, 12th. Their division odds are 7 and one, seven to 1. Uh, incoming. Oh, let's do outgoing first. They said goodbye to Julius Randle, Isaiah Thomas, Brooke Lopez, Channing Fry, Tyler Ennis. Finally, Lakers fans are so happy Tyler Ennis is gone because he would ruin commander. their tank every year. <laughs> Thomas Bryant, Lou Aldang, and Andre Ingraham. Those dicks should have signed Andre Ingram. Uh, incoming, they brought in actor-producer LeBron James, veterans' rights activist Rajon Rondo, uh, 11% of his brain Michael Beasley, bad person Lance Stevenson, Pierre JaVale McGee, Mo Wagner, the big white rookie, Svi Mikhailiuk, sick-ass, small, white rookie. And uh, my favorite, possibly my favorite name coming into the NBA this year, Isaac Bonga. Mm-hmm. Youngest player in the NBA, uh, assuming he's actually in the NBA. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and they, of course, re-signed uh, felon KCP. Um, uh-huh. My first question, Sean. What's the scenario where the Lakers win this division? I mean, I feel like it's an injury to two different Warriors. Uh, like, it's it's got to be, like, either Curry and Draymond or Curry and Durant get hurt. And for, like, an extended period of time. And uh, I think you're giving the Warriors way too much credit here. Um, uh, you think these teams are closer than I'm saying? No, but I think there's a scenario where the Warriors don't try at all like well, and not even don't get hurt and lebron tries really fucking hard all year what's your what do you think the minimum number of games the warriors is gonna are gonna win is 55 so do you think this laker team can get to 55 wins? i think if lebron tried super hard all year and uh brandon ingram becomes the brandon ingram that like 
Lakers, Lakers fans Twitter. thinks yeah. thinks he is that they could win fifty five games. Yeah. All that needs to happen is LeBron tries. I don't I don't think that's necessarily true anymore. But also I okay, I guess that is the scenario where that would happen. I would just say that many of the indications are not pointing towards uh, 82 games of maximum effort for oh, LeBron for James sure. this year. I'm just saying, um, like... I don't think they can win 55 games, I guess. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I would be surprised if they won 55 games, but uh, I just think I just think that LeBron is really fucking good when he yeah, wants I, to be. And actually, you know, you look, the New Orleans Pelicans won 48 games in the West last year, yeah. so, yeah. Um... So it could happen seven to one odds. Not I mean, quite I wouldn't enticing enough. No, they're it's not, not enticing they're enough not versus enough. the one to twenty odds on the <laughs> other side. Just don't just don't bet NBA division odds. Yeah, it's like, insane. Like just bet bet the over under totals or yeah, like anything else. <laughs> what a boring thing to root for, too. Um. All right. My next question, Sean. Which of the Mud Squad will have the most effective season? And again, Mud stands for... Uh, Multi-user dungeon. <laughs> which is uh, where Carl Anthony Towns has been spending most of his time <laughs> late at night. Just <laughs> role-playing games. No, what does Mud stand for again? I forget. I think it's misunderstood. Underappreciated. Determined. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That doesn't even make any sense. Determined doesn't fit with those other two. And, like, two of those words are kind of negative anyway, even though yeah. they're supposed to be positive. And he's calling them mud, which is dirt mixed with water. Yeah. Um, and also, my my name is mud is not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and so going the muds... back centuries. <laughs> yeah. The mud squad is Rondo, Beasley, Lance Stevenson, and JaVale McGee. I believe that that counts as the mud squad. Yes, that is correct. Um, I think that in terms of statistics, Rajon Rondo is going to look great this year. He's going to have a ton of assists because uh, he hates shooting himself and gets a lot of cheap assists. Uh, but I think that actual usefulness uh, – JaVale McGee is going to be a very valuable 12 minutes a game player. 12 to 18 minutes a game player. I like, think... I yeah. I don't think... I think they're going to be in trouble with Rondo. I think Lonzo's going to outplay him, frankly. Um, Just because Lonzo will be more willing to shoot than Rondo will. And you have to be willing to shoot when LeBron James has the ball. Oh, I did... Yeah. So, I actually think... You know who has who's the most willing to shoot out of this five? I would say that's Michael Beasley. That's Michael fucking Beasley, baby. And I think he's going to play a lot. I think he's wow. going to play... I think he's going to be a very effective small ball weirdo center playing where LeBron James is the other big. Just spreading that floor, baby. Is Beasley a good three-point shooter now? Yeah, he's a pretty good three-point shooter. Yeah, I... I mean, maybe... Walking, walking bucket. He's using a lot of his brain. Eleven percent of his brain, baby. Yeah, he's actually been a pretty good three-point yeah. shooter last. The year. last two years, he, he shot forty percent from three. But you know what? He doesn't really take any threes. He's like, he's not really a three-point shooter. I'm just saying. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. He's gonna take them now. 
He's gonna have to. He, I mean, he he had, maybe maybe that's a good thing. I just mean he takes like one, one a game. Yeah, but <laughs> um, maybe this could be it for 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 bees. His destiny. He's always been, uh, you know, better under the Hollywood lights, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is his first year uh, playing in a state that has legal recreational weed. <laughs> so. Hey, look. Well, Matt Barnes said he smoked weed before every game since high school. And look at the career he had. <laughs> Consistent. No bumps on the road. <laughs> All right, my next question. Uh, which young Lakers LeBron going to subtweet first? Um, I think it's going to be Brandon Ingram. Because I think Lonzo's, like, a little too savvy. And I think LeBron's going to like him better, too. Whereas Ingram is feels like he's more in that, like, Kevin Love zone emotionally i kind of feel the same way ingram seems very passive uh whereas lonzo seems passive but in a positive way like and kuzma and hart are not very passive i would say as personalities i mean i think i think ingram is the guy that i'm not saying he isn't motivated or anything but he seems like the guy that lebron will believe is the least. Yeah, he has a little bit of a Carl Anthony Towns personality, I feel like. Mm. Whereas Kuzma seems like... like Also, LeBron might be a little afraid. You know, LeBron's like 33 now. Is he really willing to scrap on social media with guys who were like born on Instagram? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, obviously you can shame Kevin Love on the internet, but like... These guys have were like writing diss tracks about each other. Like I'm not sure LeBron wants to wade into that. Um, I have a different person though. I do oh, think. Yeah. I, look, I think it's most likely gonna be Ingram. Uh huh. But I think, I think Zubac is another. Like <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I think Zubac is an easy target. He'll be like, fit in or fit out. Zubach. <laughs> um, all right. Say the team is in seventh place around the trade le- deadline. How aggressive are they to not miss the playoffs? And who do you think most likely get to get traded? Um, I think they'll be very aggressive. I, it is not. I mean, like, when was the last time there was like a super passive LeBron James team? Uh, you know, I mean, there there were teams that. He's been on teams that didn't make moves because they were really good. But, I mean, we're like 10 years into blockbuster trades at the deadline when things aren't going right for LeBron. So, um, obviously, anyone in the mud squad has an expiring contract. Um, I don't really think they're going to trade Ingram or Lonzo or Kuzma. But of those guys, um, I think... There could be a scenario where Lonzo gets traded, I think, of those three guys. That's interesting because I kind of think Lonzo's who he's going to like the most. Because Lonzo weirdly, he kind of plays like LeBron in a way, like young LeBron, 
where he's just very quick to move the ball. Um, yeah, I did. I just he he seems like the guy who, like, would you be that surprised if he was shooting like thirty percent next year or had like a couple other nagging injuries? It just maybe. seems like a guy. I don't know. I just, I'm actually really high on the LeBron Lonzo the LeBronzo yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, combo. I'm not even saying lack of confidence in that, but just like uh, he's the most high profile guy. He was not all that great he wasn't bad last year or anything but he was also not really that great uh it's just i could see him being kind of mired in a slump and that being like and and just rondo passing him on the depth chart uh you and i i think are have different opinions about that um but i also have different answers to this question i think they'll be patient weirdly Mm -hmm. uh lebron's stuck here for five years dude or four years. So, like, what do they care? Well, I mean, he's getting older every year. Yeah, but, like, again, it's a four-year contract. The Heat didn't have to make moves at the deadline every year um, when he had a four-year contract there either. Like, um, the Lakers so just aren't th- desperate like Dan yeah. fucking Gilbert is. Mm-hmm. Could like, be. I mean, Jeannie's not de- going to let LeBron push her around, I don't think. That's true. She is an alpha. Yeah. Um, which actually brings us to our next. We have a reader question about uh, Jeannie Bus. Uh huh. Who asked this? Uh, this was our friend at Juice Monji. Oh Julian yeah, Rodriguez. Julian Rodriguez. Is Jeannie Bus the NBA's horniest owner? You know, at first I was like, no way. This is like, is it just because she's a woman? And then I started thinking about the owners, and I'm like, I think it's a hundred percent true. I do not. Look, there's Who's... only one owner who fucked the Lawrence O'Brien trophy, and that is Joe fucking Lacob. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, he's I... light years ahead in both vision <laughs> and horniness and kink. Uh, Jeannie might want to be – she might be tweeting that she wants to FaceTime with people while they're falling asleep or whatever. Uh-huh. But that's cool. She's a fun woman, and uh, Jeannie Buss is cool. She's cool. I'm not saying that's a <laughs> – I don't no, think it's a No, being horny negative. is also cool. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I what guess I'm I think saying. Of, I guess I think of Joe Lacob's horniness as uh, just much uglier. Oh, it's it's fucking gross. Joe Lacob's yeah. horniness is like, uh, it's like Ayn, it's Ayn Rand horniness, and it's fucking sick. Like, and he yeah. wants Joe Lacob wants to like drink the blood of the working class while fucking trophies, but yeah. he still fucked a trophy, which mm-hmm. to me makes you. Way hornier than fucking people. Just as a, if you're putting if you're putting levels on your horniness, you know what I mean. Yeah, I got it. The, my counter example would be: Is that more depraved than having sex with Jay Moore? I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> Gary unmarried. Morris divorced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a fair counterpoint, and uh. Listeners, if you have if you have an opinion on that, let us know. We want to know who do you think's hornier, a person who fucks a trophy or a person who fucks Jay Moore. And I don't think there's any other owners that are candidates. I feel like Mickey Arison has done a lot of stuff back in the day, but he's very old now. Um, I mean, Tom Gores is probably pretty horny. Oh, uh, well, party party owner, but I <laughs> I kind of think that he like. 
almost just focuses on getting like the purest Molly possible and that he's like at an EDM festival and someone wants to hook up and he's like, I'm here for the music. You know what I mean? Like he, he's like, he's there to party. He's mm-hmm. doing keg stands. Yeah. Um, he's horny for partying. Yeah. All right. Um, who'll be the first Laker to appear on the HBO's the shop, Sean? Uh, I think Lonzo. Interesting. I think LeVar. Oh, I didn't really count him, but yeah. I think LeBron hates him, though. Oh, for sure. But come on, ratings-wise, LeVar would would explode the shop. I mean, he, like, is a walking barbershop, so that makes sense, right? Uh, Which Lakers offseason move is most likely to have been masterminded by Jay Moore? Uh, re-signing Contavious Caldwell Pope. Oh, I think it's Rajon Rondo, baby. <laughs> the J- Jay Moore definitely could have a, a real hot take about that one. Yeah. Um, listener Adam Torrey, we got a lot of Lakers questions this week. People are excited for this Lakers well, they, team. Everybody's got Laker fever, and they should. It's going to be 47 of the prettiest wins you're ever going to see. <laughs> listener Adam Torrey asks, are we sure the Lakers are going to make the playoffs even with LeBron? Um, I think I'm sure like, like, even though I, even though I do think they're going to be patient and he has a contract, like I don't, I don't think they're going to be okay with missing the playoffs this year. I think they'll, I think they'll do something if it really seems like they're going to miss the playoffs or LeBron will just, you know, turn it up a couple weeks earlier than the normal. thing about them doing something though is like the, kind of guys they have to trade aren't guys that you trade at the deadline. They're guys you trade at the draft for like or in the off season for better players. You know what I mean? Like But you think you think they're okay with missing the playoffs? I don't think they're gonna miss the playoffs though. Well yeah. Well, I don't even think it's gonna be close. Well that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think they're gonna miss the playoffs. And if they did, they would move quickly to not let it happen. Yeah. Because they have like eight guys on expiring contracts. I mean, the interesting thing, like, okay, so what kind of player would it take for them to trade one of these young guys? Um, To trade one of the young guys? Yeah. God. Um, It's pretty high. It's a pretty high asking price. It's got to be like a a near all-star. Right. It's got to be like Damian, but it's got to also be a near all-star on a, on a contract because they're not going to trade him for Jimmy Butler. No, and you know they want to have the two men. It's got to be someone that they would plausibly consider signing to a max deal. Right. It's got to be like fucking Damian Lillard or like. I could see them trading for like a Kemba Walker, perhaps. I'm just thinking of guys. To that me, could I don't even trade. think Kemba Walker's good enough, frankly. And he is it's like doesn't get paid quite that much for another two years yeah, or so that's true anyway um i think it i think it won't be an issue though they're gonna be fine uh the west is not that great um i mean it's packed but it's you're right um be bold john canelo be bold uh, my bold choice. I don't necessarily think it's a great idea, but uh, I think Rondo is going to be starting at point guard a lot of the season. All right. 
Um, I think might be bold. Oh man, I don't even know how to be bold about this. Uh, Canelo, be bold. Right, like anything can happen. Any any bold thing has already been endlessly debated on Lakers film room already. <laughs> Uh, my be bold prediction um, is uh, Lakers fans are going to have embraced LeBron by like week two. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh the other the other bold prediction I have is that uh, I do not think Luke Walton has a tremendous amount of job security. No, I mean that is also true for but sure. But that's not that bold. Either. Yeah. Um. All right, Sean. Let's talk about eating ass. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Eighty-one's uh-huh. year, he's eighty-one years old. He's retired from acting, uh, but he's supposed to be making that Tony Erdman remake. Um, he's retired from acting, and he doesn't go to that many Laker games anymore. Uh, who will he, who is he going to pass the torch to as the Lakers' number one ass-eating celebrity fan? Um, I mean the obvious choice is DiCaprio, right? That it's. To me, that's like a no no fucking brainer. But the only thing is, is it seems like DiCaprio wants to be Nicholson so bad. Right. And uh, I'm trying to think who the other like a lot of people have come out of the woodwork. You know who you know who I think is like stealthily not he's not as famous, but he might have eaten a tremendous amount of ass is uh, Arsenio Hall. That's my wild card pick. Yeah. Um. My and he answer, calls that things that make you go, mmm. I, look, <laughs> it's the 90s, right? <laughs> um, I think I'm going with Adam Levine. And not that he's oh. eaten the most ass, but I think he's gotten his ass eaten the most. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And, you know, we're, it's sex positive now, baby. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, number two. It's not a career choice. It's a career achievement, and I know she um, is primarily a fan of the other team. Just a tribute to, to Penny Marshall. She's Being a, out we'll, there. We'll talk about her next, I'm sure. <laughs> um, Diane Cannon, though, right? She's a Laker fan, right? I think she's more of a uh, Edie, I gotta say. All right. Um, Cigar. <laughs> Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh. 42 and 40 last year. Good for 10th uh-huh. in the West. 8th mm-hmm. in offense, 20th in defense. Wow. Uh, DeAndre Jordan really does a lot on that end, huh? Uh, div- division odds, 50 to 1. Over under 35 and a half. Uh, they said goodbye to DeAndre Jordan. Austin, Crimea Rivers, Sam, QAnon Decker, and CJ Williams. Uh, they re-signed Avery Bradley, Montrez Harrell, and Ty Wallace. Uh, they're bringing in Marcin, the Polish hammer, Gortat. Luke, he's coming home, baby. Richard Mbamute. Mike Scott and his emoji tattoos. Shea Gilgis Alexander. And Jerome Robinson, who is a was a surprise lottery pick and who they won't even give up for Jimmy Butler. That's how much they love him. He's off the table. Um, my first question. Uh, how do we get Boban into, into Space Jam 2? He's perfect. I mean, he's already in John Wick 3, baby. I know. That's he's a better veteran than Space actor. Jam 2. 
My question is, how do we get him into John Wick 4? Ooh, well, I, well I, I don't know that the survival rate of tertiary characters in the John Wick films is all that high. Um, Maybe he's do... like a bellhop. Can you imagine him in one of those little hats at that hotel? Yeah. Oh, so tight. What I could see him doing is um, being in Gary Marshall's next holiday-themed movie, which is probably going to be like St. Patrick's Day, Boxing and also Day. allows Ball Bang. Well, it also allows him to uh, wear a little hat. Yeah, we do want to see him wear a little hat. Yeah. Um, how worried are you, Sean? Speaking of uh, Bobby and Toby. Uh-huh. Um, how worried are you that the Clippers are going to break up that duo? Because I am very worried. Oh, Bobby and Toby? They're yeah. really good friends, right? They're best friends. God. They they go to Soul Cycle together. Boban got really sad that one time because they didn't have shoes in his size at Soul Cycle. Uh-huh. Well, and they, got, um, and they got traded together. They hang out together constantly. Um, it's a beautiful friendship. Yeah, and... it's the NBA's best friendship, I think. Fuck the banana boat. That's like, banana boat has weird political undercurrents to it I do not like. But yeah, Bobby like and Toby Republic. is pure. I love it. I love it. And I, I am worried. They... Look, Clippers, trade them together if you trade them. That's all we're asking. Yeah. Is that so much to ask? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Let um, them stay together. They've got eight guys who are becoming free agents. Is this going to be one of those situations where all the guys playing for new contracts band together and elevate the team? You know, I don't think that's impossible. I don't <laughs> like, either. Look, as much as I like, hate Doc Rivers and think he's overrated, he's actually like the perfect kind of coach to get that out of right, a like, team. Like, like initially I wrote that question as a joke, and then I started looking at the roster, and I'm like, Oh my god, like like the politics of resentment, that's Doc Rivers basketball, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um and also he doesn't have to pretend to be a good dad anymore. Yeah, that's really important. Like <laughs> <laughs> Um which teammates will Lou Williams convince to become Polly? Ooh, so this is this is an interesting one. Um, I feel like Boban already is, so that that doesn't count. Um, but I could I could definitely see him like taking the rookies under his wing. Those are the ones that I think are the most obvious. Are are your your Jerome Robinson, your SGA? You uh, to me, this is a very easy answer, and it's Danilo Gallinari because he wanted <laughs> to be Polly anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's like, you mean I can cheat on my wife and it's okay? <laughs> God, I don't know why like... I didn't do an Italian accent there, but... Hey, it's me, Danilo. <laughs> also, I don't I've know got if he's a mistress. married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we are in my country. We do not uh, wear the, uh, how you say, condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kind of a good depth chart on this team, I have to say. Like, I fully expect everybody to get hurt, but on paper, not that bad. Yeah, you like this Clippers team. I am not as high. It's just a really, it's just a really good bench. I mean, it's not a very impressive starting lineup, but uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's they the downside. They still have Wes fucking Johnson, dude. 
Yeah, but he's like the 11th guy now. Mm, I bet Doc plays him as the 6th. Fire Doc Rivers! I mean, he's he's like poison, <laughs> but like, you know, your bench is Teodosic, Lou Williams, Luke Richard, Emoji Scott, and Harrell. It's kind of cool. Bobon. Anyway, they're... They have a lot of memorable guys. I don't know if they have a lot of good guys. Everybody's going to get hurt. That's the problem. They don't, they don't, like, who is their best player? Gallinari, I think, if he's healthy. Yeah, and that's not a very good best player. Yeah. Um, All right, Sean, will Steve Ballmer finally come to his fucking senses and make Clippy the team mascot this year? It's the most... It's the most frustrating thing in the NBA. Clippy's right there. He's not. He owns been, Clippy. He owns Clippy, and Clippy doesn't even. He hasn't even been doing anything. <laughs> the team is the Clippers. You have Clippy. Like, <laughs> look in the in the gritty era. I feel like all bets are off in terms of what could be a mascot. They've got this dumbass Condor Chuck, who's a bunch of yeah, which... and like. Have you ever heard Steve Ballmer talk about Chuck the Condor? Uh, I have, and I've heard Billy Crystal talk about Chuck the Condor, too. <laughs> oh, man, am I going to have to play that? I'll send you the drop. Uh... <laughs> I'm so happy, and I'm really relieved to be here, because during the trading deadline, there were rumors I was going to New York for Spike Lee. And because I asked Mr. Ballmer, he said, hey, listen, nobody's safe except the Condor. The Condor. Have you seen The Condor? But uh, Steve Ballmer talks about Chuck the Condor like Chuck the Condor is a real person. And like... He's like, Chuck does some wild stuff out there, man. He's a crazy guy. But, but like, he's a condor. Like, that's not an exciting animal. Also not really affiliated with clippers. But, like... Imagine like a weird sentient paperclip that was running around, uh, yeah, giving people advice on stuff and <laughs> like refusing to go away. Would you uh, like me to give free pizza? Yeah, <laughs> and then let's like click yes on your Microsoft service tablets. Yeah, and, and then he could yell like, "Developers, developers, developers, developers!" That would be so cool. <laughs> and like, and like every time somebody makes a half court shot, he goes, "Bing!" and <laughs> why is it they just what, throw zunes into the crowd wait, why don't they wear bing on their uh why don't the clippers have bing on their jerseys bumble outbid microsoft that's it's the new crazy. economy look sex apps are the the wave of the future and according to tom haverstrow they have kept everybody in the nba from being too sleepy because it's so efficient all right except for carl anthony towns be bold. There's no Fortnite one. Be bold. Canelo, be bold. Uh, I am gonna be bold and say um, they're trading at least forty percent of their starting lineup. Yeah, they're trading fucking everybody. <laughs> yeah, I. There's just no one they're committed to long term. I mean, Jerry West is in on two guys, and then. Avery Bradley and Lou Williams have like another year after this, which I don't even think makes them untradeable. Like, because if you're, you know, it's free agency should be big next summer, but there's also some teams that are probably going to like 
do the math and think like uh, Lou Williams at $8 million for next year is better than what we're going to do on the open market. Um, so Doc Rivers signed a contract extension this summer. Yeah. Smart move. Uh, I'm being bold and that's a, like, Steven Jackson play. Oh. I think he's going to ask out of that extension this summer. Fire Doc Rivers! Wow. Um. Why would he stay here? Like, what does he think is going to happen? I mean, I guess they're getting Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, dude. He wants to coach him. Ubuntu, too. Um. All right. Does Chuck the Condor eat ass? Oh, um, yeah, I think he does. But I it's, also think he does. But it's not pleasant. <laughs> like, no, no one on either side is into it, but Chuck's still doing it. The Condor. Have you seen the Condor? The Phoenix Suns, Sean. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had the worst record in basketball, 21-61. 30th in offense and 30th in defense, so at least they were consistent. Uh, their division odds, 150-1. to 1. I'm going to, before I do this, I'm going to go out and I'm going to ask you, Sean, what would, you have, what would have to happen for that to happen, for the Phoenix Suns to win this division? It would have to be like a, a Bane situation, yeah. I believe. Like the Christmas Day game. All uh, the Christmas Day so, games get exploded. Yeah, but like I think if you blew up the Staples Center while the Warriors and Lakers were inside, mm -hmm. that could do it. I still think the Clippers would beat them, though. Well, but the, but the Staples Center would be destroyed. I think they'd be like thrown off by that. Don't you think they'd play at like... Westwood or whatever or something. I just mean like it would I feel like it would be emotionally difficult for them. Yeah. I mean, maybe. yes, there's other arenas. Well they'd be like, Well, that's why you have to build us a new arena in Inglewood because this Occupy Wall Street mutant <laughs> has has blown up the Staples Center. Um Oh my god, that's why they really need Clippy. They play at the Staples Center. How much <laughs> cross promotion would there be? Jesus Christ! Come on, Balmer. Um. All right. There. Oh. Oh. We did. We didn't do the Clippers over under, did we? Oh yeah. Um, over. Over under thirty five and a half for the Clippers. I love that over, baby. They're just not. They're not going to be that bad. Even if they trade everybody, they're not going to be that bad. They've. They're. They've got a bunch of guys who are well experienced with winning thirty seven games a year on that squad. I think they're going to trade everybody, and I think they're going under. I think they're going to tank. I think that's too many guys to get rid of. Like it's it's a it's a roster full of B minus basketball players. I think they really need first round picks because they've traded them all. Um, do they owe any more picks? They probably do. They owe a lot. Oh yeah, more they owe picks. that. They owe that like. God. Um, all right. I think they. I think Lewis Keen told us they can't trade a pick until 2022 or something like that. Yeah, that's that's probably not going to help their uh, their pursuit of uh, trade pieces. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that's the idea. You sign Kawhi and Jimmy Butler. That's like draft picks. Uh, they owe their first round pick to the Boston Celtics next year. It is protected one through fourteen. It's lottery protected in the next two years, but that's yeah. it. 
And then they owe a second round pick. So they, I don't know. They do. They do probably need some picks, but they're almost pick neutral. I bet they Much can like get picks Slippy's for carbon footprint. But I think they can get. They could probably get picks out of Avery Bradley and Lou Williams. Yeah, I mean these guys are tradable. I just think they Tobias. They for sure can get a pick. It's a for. bit of a low over under to me. Yeah, I get it. All right, let's Considering go to the Suns. Are, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got rid of Marquise Chris the ride. They got rid of Brandon Knight the sad ride. <laughs> They got rid of Tyler Eulis, Alfred Payton, even though he got his hair cut, Alex Len. These are high picks. Uh, Jared Dudley and Alan Williams. Yeah, that's that's four lottery picks that are <laughs> outgoing from not that long ago. Uh, they brought in DeAndre Ayton, who's a Puma rookie. Trevor Ariza, who was traded by the Knicks for Steve Francis when Ayton was seven years old. Yeah, that's... It's a fun stat, right? <laughs> Mikhail Bridges, uh, who's a rookie and who's going to have a better season than Zaire Smith. Uh, Ryan Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, rookie point guard, Darrell Arthur, salary flotsam, Rishon Holmes, Elia Kobo, the rookie point guard, and Isaiah Cannon, classic, <laughs> classic, classic NBA guy to get in a trade. He's like so easy like he feels so familiar and yet like do you think you've ever watched him play basketball sean i know i have (laughs) and yet i'm still like was i watching aaron brooks is that was that actually spencer dinwiddie who did that oh i think i might be thinking of tyler ennis and then (laughs) he's still there isaiah canaan all right um first question Uh uh-huh the Sixers owner is a big Trump supporter. Is that why he separated Mikhail Bridges from his mother? <laughs> yes, he did. That's the reason. Uh, that's a good joke, Sean. The condor. Have you seen the condor? Uh, uh, guys, donate, donate to races. Um, my next question is, uh, is this the thirstiest, thirstiest team in the NBA? I think it is, and I think their moves have made it all the thirstier Devin Booker is our thirstiest young superstar although arguably Donovan Mitchell but uh, yeah I would say Donovan Mitchell is thirstier than Devin Booker Devin Booker is like he's like if Snapchat was a person (laughs) no no he's like if Fortnite was a person actually not Snapchat um you know I I think as an organization it's not so much the individual players I guess I would say so. I would not say thirstiest team. I would say thirstiest organization because they're they're just like like way too eager to make any trade. Well, you know, like drafting like, DeAndre Ayton is like a really sad thirsty move to me. Where it's like he played in Arizona. Oh, we're the I, Arizona team. The, yeah, how often does it work to like <laughs> acquire somebody because he's like. From your home. I mean, it worked for Michael Jordan, right? All those years. Oh, right. Um, I do think I do think Aiton is a extremely defensible number one pick. I would have taken Luca instead. Uh, But yeah, like even just their moves of like, hey, you guys are trading Jimmy Butler. Like, we'll we'll get in on that. That's like 
we'll take any point guard you have. <laughs> Come on, baby. Like, like they acquired nine new players. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, nine new guys. Like, and I guess a lot of those were opportunities and talent upgrades, but like, it just feels flailing to do that. Like you, like they added four rookies, but also Trevor Ariza and Ryan, who's Anderson. playing in like his fifteenth year. I mean, Ryan Anderson is the one move where it's like, I absolutely see what they're doing there because it's like, oh yeah, remember when they had Channing Fry mm-hmm. and it it opened up their offense and stuff like, um, he's the guy who seems like he's gonna help, but also at a certain point it's like, Phoenix is just it feels like they've been doing this for 20 years even just like shuffling dudes in and out somewhat haphazardly and just like hoping something sticks and whether it does or not they're going to trade at least one of their starters the next year no matter what you know even those Nash teams it was like wow we've got this really great thing going and now Quentin Richardson and Joe Johnson are going to leave. You know, like just well, immediately. Well, can I read you a list of positions? Yeah. And players they have at those positions. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is good. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, center. Tyson Chandler, center. Ryan Anderson, power forward, center. Darrell oh. Arthur, power forward, center. Dragon Bender, power forward, center. Rishon oh. Holmes, power forward, center. Okay, so that's six centers. <laughs> Uh, including, and one of them is the number one pick. I would say that might be four additional players than you need at that position. Uh, okay. TJ Warren, small forward, power forward. Uh-huh. <laughs> Josh Jackson, small forward, power forward, shooting guard. But Great. let's That's... be honest, he's not a shooting guard. He's penciled he's... in to start at power forward. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Ariza, small forward, power forward. George King, small forward. <laughs> Davon, Not gonna make the team. Devon Reed, small forward, shooting guard. <laughs> Devin Booker, shooting guard, small forward. <laughs> Mikhail Bridges, shooting guard, small forward. DeAnthony Melton, shooting guard, point guard. <laughs> uh-huh. Shaq Harrison... Which Real GM just says is a guard. I thought he was a point guard, and he is a undersized shooting guard. Yeah. Isaiah Kanan. Again, Real GM just has a gu- as guard. He's He is a point guard, but he is a shoot-first point guard, luckily. Troy Daniels, also just a guard. I, is he going to still... Wow. He's good. I, I actually like Troy Daniels. <laughs> but um, does he... I didn't even realize he was like really on the team no no he's really on the team um and then elia kobo point guard great so they have one straight ahead point guard on the team now what i will say about this is the nba has been trending towards playing tons of wings and they do have lots of wings I mean, it's unclear if any of the wings are good, well, but they, they have lots of them. They're all forwards, though. Right. Like, when you have Josh Jackson and the, you're like, no, he's our power forward now, it's like, uh-oh. So you have your guards are, you know, two absolute NBA retreads and then 
five guys who are like 22. I have an idea. They should play Josh Jackson at point guard. Um, is he good at? He's a good passer. He's a really good passer. I don't know how he is as a dribbler. Uh, but I mean, everyone always claims he's like the new Andre Iguodala, and you could play Andre Iguodala at point guard. Kind of feels like you have to do that at a certain point because you have, you know, six centers and eight small forwards. I mean, I would so certainly. The math is just. I would certainly rather Josh Jackson was a uh, point my point guard than Devin Booker. That's for sure. Because Devin it... Booker is going to shoot every single time. It it feels like an unbalanced team. It's like a work in progress. Like specifically, the Trevor Ariza signing is very weird to me. Like, like how many? So they added him, but they had just drafted Joe Johnson and just traded Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, whatever. <laughs> These guys. Um, they also paid T.J. Warren. A lot of money. Yeah, everyone ha- is has a big contract. That's the and other I like T.J. Warren, but I don't like him at that contract. And I also like him as a power for an undersized power forward because he cannot shoot at all, basically. Yeah, he's but he's like weirdly not a good scorer at the yeah, same time. He has like Bernard King's game. I just don't. <laughs> I don't understand why they keep acquiring guys who play the exact same position as each other and neglecting point guards completely. I mean, I guess maybe they believe in Melton, but it doesn't sound like it because they're like out of their minds excited about the idea of getting Tyus Jones or Jeff Teague. So anytime <laughs> you're excited about getting Jeff Teague, like that's the time to like just fire your general manager. Like don't think about anything else. But like once he was like, Yeah, we're really thinking about getting in the Jeff Teague market, he'd just be like all right, uh, so do we have to pay you your remaining ca- contract in a lump sum, or do you still just get it every two weeks, like when you were still an employee? That should be the conversation. So let's talk about point guard real quick, Sean. You have yeah. a really good question here. Oh, yeah. Okay. For almost 30 years, 30 straight years, I would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, as a franchise, always had at least one good point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes they had as many as four. There was a year where yeah. they had Kevin Johnson, uh-huh. Jason Kidd, uh-huh. Steve Nash, uh-huh. and uh, Penny Hardaway all at once. Uh, I think they didn't have Penny, but they had Rex Chapman. Oh, excuse me, sorry. But that, but then Steve Nash left, and they added Penny yeah. to the same to the same group. So. Yeah, backcourt 2000, Joey. So what the fuck is going on here? How? Where did all the point guards go? I feel like they just they're they're spinning a wheel for transactions and just throwing darts or like the you know how like some artists just try to find like true randomness. That's how they make their transactions. Just like throwing darts and like you know chicken blood and like signs and bags of bones and just at one point. They they just lost the handle, and we're just like, oh wait we we traded Isaiah Thomas and Goran Dragic at the same time, and then <laughs> they're like, oh well thank God we still have Eric, Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe. <laughs> Tyler Eulis, Archie Goodwin, and and Brandon Knight, and then trading Brandon Knight they got like melt uh, it was already falling apart when they 
traded uh, Bledsoe last year, but just I, I don't know how they didn't manage to get like Malcolm Brogdon back in that deal. I mean, you know, yeah. Well, uh, it's because they were fucked. Like if they did the same thing, they're the Wolves are about to make the same mistake with Jimmy Butler. It's like they sent a guy home. So like you don't get stuff when you send a guy home, <laughs> right? Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, but but all that what that means to me is um, they're going to aggressively go for a point guard that someone else is ready to say goodbye to, and the- that that may be the return of Drogic, that might be Jeff Teague. Uh, I could even see like. Trey Burke having a having a hot start to the season and somehow them acquiring him. We've talked about this. This is where John Wall's going. This is where John Wall's going. I just just historically that's what happens. The question will be if Kemba Walker goes there first. <laughs> but they're they're gonna want to team up. The, but one of them. No, no. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, like who beats them to that spot? Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, but. One of those two guys, the, both of those guys are going to be a Phoenix Sun at some point. Um, they feel like Suns. Um, my next question, Sean. How often does Dragon Bender weep? Oh, I think every day. I think it's every day. <laughs> it might even be like a scheduled time. But yeah, he, he weeps a lot. Is Dragon Bender salvageable? No, he's not. I just... <laughs> like, He's just, he's just not like there. Okay, if Dragon Bender had not been a lottery pick, uh, and you just like watched him play, would you think he was an NBA player? No, nah, me neither. And it, and we've actually kind of watched Dragon Bender a lot. Yeah, I've seen him at summer league three years now. Three years? Is it yeah. possible? Jesus Christ. Um. All yeah, right. His, you know, three times summer league guys. <laughs> uh. Be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. Uh, my bold prediction is uh, Trevor Ariza gets traded uh, before the deadline. Um, I mean, that's what they got him really for, right? I assume. Um, yeah. I'm going to be bold. Canelo, be bold. And I'm going to say... I think Mikhail Bridges is going to be the best rookie on this team. Oh, I like that. I like that prediction, too. Um, even though I am a DeAndre Aiden believer, but this is not an environment for him to succeed this year. Um. Okay, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, let's blow through this, because come yeah. on. Yeah, 27-55, 12th in the West. Offense 20. Oh, we have to do over. Under oh, right. Under. Way under. 28 and a half. Under. Yeah, under. They're going to be, the, gonna be terrible. one of the worst teams in the league again. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento Kings, 27 and 55. 12th in the West. 29th in offense. 28th in defense. Division odds 500 to 1. Over under 25 and a half. Um, they got rid of our man, Jack Cooley. Uh-huh. Be safe out there, Jack. Uh, they got rid of Nigel Hayes. They got rid of Bruno Caboclo. They got rid of Vince Carter. They got rid of Garrett Temple. King they're, and his soul. They're bringing in Marvin Bagley the third. 
Nemanja Bialica, who faked out his old team and backed out of a deal. Ben Ben McLemore, who's coming home. He's coming home! Uh, Yogi Ferrell faked out his old team and backed out of a deal. Deontay Davis and a guy named Wenyan Gabriel. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, they have already waived Deontay Davis in the last week. Oh, well, my mistake. <laughs> sorry. I Well, that, that was my mistake, but it's kind of amazing that he uh, is already gone. I believe Memphis traded a future first-round pick to draft him and another guy that has also been waived. Like two years ago, they did this. So they drafted Marvin Bagley, who turned 19 in March. He'll be 11 days older. (laughs) He turned 19 in March, which is 11 days older than Jason Tatum was last year. My question for you, Sean, is... Can you believe how young Jason Tatum was last year? It's it's incredible. Fuck, dude, he's I so still young. I can't oh. believe he's going to be the youngest MVP of all time. That's why Danny Ainge has been harvesting his blood. <laughs> uh, Sean, you are you have a confession to make? Yeah. Uh, frequent whipping boy on this podcast, Buddy Heald, is on this team. I looked at some videos. I looked at some stats. Buddy Heald is a useful NBA player. And, like, uh, I I think he could go full Corve in the next year. Like, like he could be – he's, like, he is a really good shooter. I did not realize the degree to which he is a good jump shooter. I think he, I think he made, like, 43% of his threes last year. And um, is just, like – He's he's turning himself more into like a Corver and a Redick, and he was even getting like steals last year. Um, and so if he's like a mediocre defensive player, and again, this is not the right team for him necessarily, but I'm starting to believe that Buddy Heald is going to have like a 12 to 15 year NBA career. Yeah, and, no, I for I can see that for sure. Um, I yeah, don't think he. I don't think if you're Kyle Korver, you even Kyle Korver who has had a very good career. I just is that the sick, worth the sixth pick in the draft? I don't know. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's the case. I just thought he. I, just <laughs> I think that's he, why we beat him. Beat up on him. I mean, I just thought he. I just thought he sucked, and he definitely doesn't suck. And in fact, is just like it's that interesting thing when a guy's really good at one thing, and then he just stops sucking at the other things mm-hmm. it's like a big difference so like buddy Hill can now dribble a little bit you know he can play defense a little bit and now i don't know he just he's just like he's like a guy you'd like to have on your team now and of course they'll overpay him and screw it up somehow because they're the kings but for now i'm gonna be in on the buddy Hill experience okay sean uh my next question for you the Kings signed two guys who backed out of their deals with other NBA teams this summer. Um, is this a sustainable strategy? No, not at all. It's a really bad idea, um, especially for the level of guys they're getting to, uh, to, to like, just straight up. Wouldn't you be angry if you were the Minnesota Timberwolves about this? The Mavs kind of don't really care about the, Yogi Ferrell. But... I think the Minnesota Timberwolves have other things to be mad about. 
luckily, I think they might skate on this one uh-huh. just because of how the rest of the Timberwolves offseason is going. And um, I don't think Mark Cuban can complain about shit. So well, I guess it's kind of a safe. They're like robbing someone in front of a cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben McLemore is back, Sean. Yes. Uh, one year after seemingly escaping safety to Memphis, he's back. Is this most like, A, a guy who beats lung cancer, exits the hospital, and gets hit by a truck full of cigarettes? Mm. B, Sarah Chalk returning to doing the Roseanne reboot, but she doesn't play Becky, and also the show is racist now. Mm-hmm. C, Andy Dufresne crawling through 500 yards of shit to escape Shawshank Prison. When he gets above ground, he's immediately struck by lightning. Or D, that Twilight Zone episode where there's a nuclear bomb and Rudy Gay is the only one who survives and he finally has time enough to read books, but he didn't bring glasses or contacts or get eye surgery even though his vision wasn't good enough to drive and he'd been in the NBA for eight years already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the cigarettes one. I think it's Sarah Chalk. I think yeah. it's B. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Be bold, dude. Canelo, be bold. Uh, we're uh, going to try to make the playoffs. Going to be one of the three worst teams. Of the- oh, here's my bold thing. They're going to get the number one pick, and it's going to go to the Sixers. <laughs> you know what? It's not going to get bolder than that, so I'm not even going to make a prediction. Uh, all right. Vivek Ranadive has a robot that picks up trash at the Golden One Center, but does he somewhere have a robot that eats his ass? Um, or that eats any ass? Not I think specifically he, I think, his I think, ass. I think, I think not his, but someone else's. Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Um, uh, that lounge they made for those uh, <laughs> basketball, the 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 NBA two uh, K players. Yeah, there's for sure an ass eating robot. <laughs> oh, you're somewhere. right. God. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Terrible things happen there. All right, over under, Sean. Uh, twenty five and a half. Twenty five and a half. It's so low. I think it's going to be very slightly over, but I would never bet this. They just, gonna, they just think... don't have their pick. Like, <laughs> like I think if you're trying to not tank, you're going to win 28 games. Give me the under, baby. <laughs> I don't I don't hate it. Uh, um, I just think them and the Suns are just going to get the shit kicked out of them all year. Just it's they're the very... only bad teams in the conference, and these wins have to come from somewhere, and it's coming from the Kings and the Suns. Well, that's our preview um, of the Pacific Division, but uh, as you listeners have probably noticed, um, there's we have two other people who do division previews. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more analytically focused than we are. I don't. Yeah, I would say they're. Also more um, weirdly focused. Is that fair? I guess that's probably true. Just the way that like an autistic child can focus yeah. in a different way. Um. Anyway, uh, here's with their Pacific Division preview. Uh, slammed up with Brett Slampson and Randy Ledoux. This is slammed up. 
with Brett Samson and Randy Ludu. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Uh, welcome again to another edition of Slammed Up, the analytics podcast within the Roundball Rock podcast. We're happy to be here. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of tangents from them, not as much hard-boned statistical analysis, so that's what we've got here. With me, as often, is uh, my co-host, Randy Ledoux. Randy, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay, Brad. I don't really care. It's fine. Uh, let's just move on. We got a we got a big division. This is the Pacific Division. Uh, this is the division where uh, Randy and I each live right now uh, in the world of the West. Uh, let's just start with the defending champion. I've been considering moving to that trash island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Just the the collection of plastics that have amassed themselves in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, do you feel like it's hospitable for human life? I think I could make it work. That's true. You've you've lived in worse situations before, Randy. <laughs> Someone should make a joke about your living situations. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's start with the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions. Randy, what did you think of their off season? I hate this off season. Uh, they re-signed Kevin Durant, who we all know is over thirty, which means he's dead. Yeah, he just turned 30 this week, and uh, I, I'll, let's just say they're ha- they're lucky he's on a one-year deal, but that plus one might really hurt him. So uh, I wouldn't have given him the plus one. I would have seen if he could come back for just one single year. Not sure if I want to deal with that contract for his age 31 season, or as we call it, the third year in the grave. I uh, believe in our mock offseason, when you were the player agent, uh-huh, uh-huh. You um demanded a 10-day contract. I demanded a 10-day. I wanted him to keep his options open. Uh, and uh, it would not preserve his bird rights, but it did preserve his bird man rights, which meant uh, he could actually leave the state even if he was on parole still. So that was important. Uh, what did you think about the acquisition of DeMarcus Boogie Cousins? I hate it. He's not switchy. He fucking stinks. Yeah, he's uh, starting Sorry the All Star game. <laughs> oh no, no, I liked it. Uh, I hated the move too. I don't like Boogie Cousins. I don't like his lack of switchiness. I don't like his ball hoggery. I don't like uh, his head bandery. Uh, I don't like the word boogie. Boogies are gross. Uh, he's I, not I even wouldn't... in their closing ten. He's not even. He's not in my closing twelve. Uh, but yeah, a boogie, I wouldn't pick a boogie. Uh, he's sticky with the ball like a boogie is, and uh, boogies don't run. Otherwise, it would be snot, and I think this was snot, <laughs> the addition that the Golden State Warriors needed. That was almost a joke, Brett. Almost, almost. I I apologize to all the listeners. Uh, you in my, jokes! In my defense, in my defense, I am a New York Jew, so uh, by which I mean I had a bagel about three weeks ago. All right, let's move on to the second team in the West. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers huh, revamped that's weird. their team. Moving on already, huh? What, do you have something else you want to say about this? This huh? garbage team just I throwing just thought... their Larry O'Brien trophy in the trash? It's just kind of weird. You Normally we do an ad read. Oh, my God. Normally we have more oh ad God. reads than teams. Randy, Randy, this is terrible. 
Oh, they're going to take away my house. I got to read this. All right. Uh, sponsored today. Uh, a new sponsor. We it's uh it's Skull Labissiere, the the smokeless tobacco of the Sacramento Kings front court. Uh, this is Randy the thinnest tobacco available. It's what I chew when watching games late at night, walking on a treadmill. Uh, we keep thinking that Skull Labissiere is going to get stronger, but it never does. Uh, it's going to need to stand out in your crowded tobacco smoke. Uh, I think my dippers know that because you've also got Kodiak Kufos. Uh, not to mention the menthol blend, chili, Kali Stein. And then there's also the uh, Terry Giles vape, which uh, some people claim was uh, a jewel of the 2017 draft. Not not a jewel, the 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 precious gem, but but rather a rechargeable e-cigarette. Uh, the disclaimer, the Harry Johnson vape might give you clubhouse cancer, uh, but you can get your first promotional pouch of Skull Labisiri with our promo code. Uh, it's hard capped at the tax apron. That's easy to remember. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. And uh, if you move quickly, you get that first, first pouch of your skull, and uh, they'll give you a promotional spittoon. With Malachi Richardson's face on it, so that's that's a pretty good deal. So check it out. Thank you, Skull Labisieri. Oh, my God, Randy, I can't believe we, we would have been financially ruined if I didn't get that ad read. And thank you for take reminding me. They could the rental property. They could, they could have taken the rental property. They could have taken the Airbnb. Uh, and I, I'm wondering, I'm behind on my payments for the Sea Dew. I'll admit that. I'm sorry, listeners. I sorry to give you a little bit too much of how the sausage is made, but uh, that's how it goes on Slammed Up. We are cash in cash out you got to spend money to make money we're a uh, shell corporation we are a shell corporation we're I'm actually small le- enough to hide under the shell that is true that is true we had you just ride in the cargo bay to the cayman islands uh for a while uh but let's not get into that uh they people can read about that in the panama papers on our patreon so uh let's move on to another california team the los angeles lakers who made a couple of intriguing moves this offseason Intriguing is one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Dog shit is another. Wow, wow. Go for it, Randy. I love I love it. Just keep swinging. Keep swinging from the hips. That made me uncomfortable. No, do it. I love it. It's just there's something about this just this raw aggression in your takes that's uh uh don't 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 pay any attention to the to the rustling noises. But go on, give me your takes. Excuse give them to me. me. Give them to me, daddy. This. Uh, what do you think about the Lakers' moves? Just terrible, right? Oh, of course. They signed a 33-year-old man. A 33-year-old man. Uh, that's when Jesus Christ, the only Lord and Savior, he died. And uh, that was Jesus Christ. So what's uh, what's uh, the King of Kings going to do? Or also, whatever he calls himself. They signed Svee Mikhailiuk, who's mm-hmm. the only NBA player who has shorter arms than me. That is true. You saw him at the Combine, and uh, he actually... He actually could not reach the food on his plate, and he had to eat it with with his mouth like an animal, because he couldn't reach Mo a fork Wagner all the way to his mouth. had to feed him. That he was cut that his was... snake, his steak like a dad. He did. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, so you know, it's it's gonna be a weird thing. He still has a good repeatable shooting motion, but that's I guess easier to do when your arms are only seven and a half inches long. Uh, My shooting motion is incredibly repeatable. It is. It's. It's hypnotic, actually. Just watching you do it. Uh, sometimes I've. I've. I just look at my gift collection of you, just out shooting into that tiny garbage can you have with that remarkably small little ball. Uh, 
Another thing with the Lakers, uh, I did really like re-signing Contavious Caldwell-Pope. That's because if he is arrested again, you can take that, uh, you can deduct his bail money off the cap, and uh, that's going to give him some space. Uh, hopefully, you know, this offseason they have a chance to dump that onerous LeBron James contract. They should be able to have max level room for three contracts next offseason, and uh, I think that could be, they could really do something with that. You like the KCP signing because you're also his defense attorney. I am his defense attorney. Uh, both of us have a legal background. I was the one that um, let him hit under his, the terms of his house arrest. He was able to use the secret tunnel to the visitor's locker room. So that really helped him out, I think, at the Staples Center. We all know about that secret tunnel. Of course. Uh, the other thing I, I did, uh, we also filed a series of motions where he does not have to have any alcohol testing despite his DUI, but he is tested for HGH. So a little bit of a trade-off, but I think it worked well for his uh, ability to remain a free man. I did HGH once. What happened? It didn't work. I'm not technically a human anymore. Oh, no. That's, uh, so what what is your classification legally? What's your your classification? I'm Randy. Oh, I guess you're just a Randy. Are you legally a pet of the the slammed up podcast i'm not a pet i'm randy but what's your legal standing like do you have the rights the rights of a human i have the rights of a randy oh god that's that's not you're not protected under international law uh all right i think we've had that enough of that disaster in southern california but let's go to our next ad uh we are also sponsored by this is uh, a new wine randy do you like to drink wine i like to swim in it Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, well, I'll I'll pour you a tiny thimble of this new sponsor. It's Canada's finest wine. It's called Damar de Rosé. It's a uh, it's sparkling white. Uh it is Canada's finest wine. That is not saying that much, but Canada definitely loves it. Uh and it will not get you drunk very efficiently, but it's pretty tasty. It's a it's a good thing to kind of sip on uh about 6 months a year. Um it doesn't pair very well with food in the summertime. It's better to uh, drink it in isolations, and it's not as much as you expect for the price, but it's good. Also, just a warning, too much Damar de Rosé will get you fired. Uh, it's a great Canadian wine. Uh, I'm drinking it right now, in fact. And uh, last night, while I was doing the live blog of the Beijing Ducks tour of the American preseason, I had some in an IV going directly into my veins. So check it out, and you can get uh, 15% off your first case of DeMar DeRose using promo code 5450 or FIGHT. That's easy to remember. It's uh, a border dispute for Canada. We, we talk, talk about it all the time. All the time, all the time. Uh, the U.S. should be having at least 15 more miles to the north, uh, and I hope that's going to be in the renegotiated NAFTA treaty. Moving on to the other team that plays at the Staples Center, it's the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, they made some big moves in the offseason. They they said goodbye to their core, and they said goodbye to DeAndre Jordan, who went to the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, I got to say, good riddance, clogging up the paint, and uh, the only thing he was really good for was setting screens. Uh, also rebounding. Uh, you know, I don't really care about that. It doesn't show up very well in the analytics. Uh, maybe offensive rebounds on free throws. That's something that we've been seeing a very positive correlation to towards MVP awards. And uh, also, I guess, uh, his 
his State Farm acting. Uh, Randy, you were his acting coach briefly. I sure was. Um, yeah. That's why his voice is so odd when he's playing a woman. That's true. Did he model that on your natural speaking voice? He sure did! Wow. And actually, was the Damien, Damien Lillard baby prototype, is that to scale for your actual body? No, not at all. I'm much smaller than that. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yes, yes, you're dropping dimes because your brain is no larger than a dime. My brain is about the size of a dime. Yeah, that's probably yeah. fair. I was going to defend myself, but... No, it's it's You're very right. impressive. It's 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 efficient, and it just means your brain is switchier. I do want to say something about the Clippers. Uh huh. Um, I too had to let go of my son after the accident. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, the courts decided that I was not fit enough to be a parent because I was so much smaller than my two-year-old son Jeremy. Yeah, and they they thought Jeremy was going to step on you. Yeah. Because he and he doesn't really have any object permanence anymore, so we wouldn't even it, notice that you were gone. It happened when he put me in his mouth. It was very that was bad. Yeah, that was almost as bad as the mouse attack. Uh where is Jeremy right now? I don't know. Well, I hope I... he's in Washington. Mhm. With Well, so mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just You miss Jeremy. I get it. We yeah. we can we can move on but from that. I, I... This isn't a basketball nostalgia. I podcast. too am like Doc Rivers, is what I'm mm. saying. Oh, okay. Do you think? Do you Ubuntu, think Doc misses? Ubuntu, Jeremy. Ubuntu. Uh, do you think Doc misses his son Austin? No, probably not. No, I don't. I don't think so either. No one misses that guy. Uh, oh, I did. I, we did really like. Uh, you know, the the biggest move that they had in the offseason last year was getting Sam Decker, and now they let him go for very little. Um. I'm I'm a little disappointed. Uh, Sam Decker, I like his work on the court. I like his work in the pickup artist forums that I frequent. Um, I like the tips that he gives on QAnon. And uh, I think there's going to be a real lack in the Clippers locker room with Decker gone. Yeah, I agree. But I love how switchy Ty Wallace is. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, if you if you give me a chance between Ty Wall and John Wall, I think the choice is easy. Let's say which one we'd pick on three. One, two, three. Ty, Ty Wall. Wall. Yeah, exactly. Ah, all right. Well, we've got another sponsor. This is a new tech company. We're very excited to be on the ground floor of uh, it's Hotmail for Dogs. It is a free email service for your best friends. You may have moved on to to Gmail, but Hotmail is fucking amazing to a dog. They've very rarely had email. Uh, Communication, even face-to-face, is difficult for a dog. But with the efficiency and ease of different mailboxes, inhale Hotmail for Dogs. They're going to love it. Uh, Are you okay? I just, I got, I started thinking about your son, Jeremy, and uh, I there, there's something I wanted to tell you. He's been living at the rental property. Excuse me? Yeah, I, I you know, I am a lawyer. I got involved in the adoption process. Uh, he's actually been just running analytics for us on the show in uh, his special room at the rental property. Oh, so he listens? Uh, d- d- I don't know if you would say listen as much as... You know, I mean, I guess he's kind of watching all the time, in a way, with all the cameras I have set up. But no, he's just mainly crunching numbers. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want him to hear your voice because it confuses him. He starts crying, and uh, you know, he loses focus in the he's stretch. He's seventeen. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's got the mental age of an eight-year-old, so that's what the the scientists say. I mean, he's been living at the rental property for four and a half years at this point, so. You know what are you gonna what are you gonna do? 
expose him to the outside world? I don't really think so. Uh, oh, yeah, but hobnail for dogs. Uh, so your dog is probably going to mostly send you chain letters and email hoaxes, list of jokes. I mean, they're they're animals. They're, they're dogs. They're not wise. Uh, so uh, they've got a BCC. It's not a blind carbon copy. It's uh, one you can't smell. So that helps disguise the recipients. Uh, so get your dog online right now and your dog can get free invites for five other dogs using promo code nothing in the rule book says a dog can't have an email account uh we talk about that all the time especially in our movie reviewing podcast so check it out hotmail for dogs we don't watch movies well we don't watch but we just well we do talk about basketball movies but only in terms of analyzing the box scores that are um <clears throat> our intern they make up too her. many things in movies they do, but I still have uh, our intern just go through and create a box score just so we can figure out uh, the PER of various uh, basketball players. Gotta our say, intern? Uh, you mean my son, Jeremy, uh, who you know, you've we'll been hiding from me? Well, actually, we've changed his name so it's now J-E-R-A-M-I because uh, he's so smart. We wanted to put A-I in his name. Also, it's a tribute to Jeremy Grant. One of the switchiest players in NBA history and a fantastic signing by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, all right, our next team is the Sacramento Kings. Ah, what an organization. Randy, you did some consulting work for them. Is that right? I helped them mine Bitcoin. Well, I had to quit because I was getting Bitcoin lung. Oh, no, that's terrible. What do they What do, they do to treat that, Randy? Bed rest. Oh, well, that actually seems pretty simple. Um... Yeah, I have and, it you, forever. Yeah, it's never going to go away. That's going to permanently scar your lungs. That's uh, that's tritium in there that they have in the mines. Uh, is that what happened to Ben McLemore's lungs? I don't know what happened to Ben McLemore. He's dead to me. Yeah. Uh, so he's I, dead I like... to the NBA too. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Someone should make a joke about that. Someone Randy. should make a joke about that. Uh, so. I, we're we're pretty uh, on the on this podcast. We're pretty excited about uh, everything that Vivek has done in the field of robotics, for sure. Uh, he's he's got that robot that picks up trash. Uh, he's got that robot that lives inside the Harry Giles skin suit and uh, has almost fully approximated the motions of a real man. Uh, as we know, the real Harry Giles is in uh, a sealed hyperbaric chamber getting platelet injections because all of the cartilage in his body caught on fire a few months ago. And that's why they're going with the Harry Giles automaton, of course. Uh, how do you feel about their robotics program, Randy? Um, I think that it still needs a lot of work because they keep building giant robots that aren't very good at basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they have to, they have to, 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 get them away from the team before they start but we'll see. Uh, murdering people it's possible that marvin bagley 3.0 will be an upgrade from willie collie stein 1.0 yeah that's true that's true they are getting better they're getting Scalabus more life 2.5 that's true that's true you know the thing that they're doing well is uh their romance edition robots are doing very well um i met vivek ranadive at an underground club called uh the parkour basement, uh, which is both for extreme walking, indoor sports, and uh, consensual partner switching, and uh, the robots were pretty lifelike. It was very much like a like a Westworld crossed with the city of Sacramento, crossed with decades of losing with no end in sight. 
Uh, it was a very erotic experience. I'll recommend it to anyone in the Elk Grove, Natomas, or South Sacramento areas. Randy, how do you think this team's going to do? I think they're going to win between negative eight and seven games. Yeah, I, I think that's a little a little rosy and optimistic because uh, there is going to be a point when other teams simply uh, start charging the Sacramento Kings to play on their court. Once they run out of change, uh, it's going to be some negative wins in the column. So, yeah, I would make it a negative nine to three wins, possibly. They've still got their draft pick, so they're going to be going all out this season. Uh, our final sponsor is a financial services company. It's called Bretterman. It's uh, investments from... Brett Slamson himself, the host of the Slammed Up podcast, the podcast within the Round Ball Rock podcast. Uh, now, Brett's top pick this week is a little financial services company called Bretterman. Uh, the stock's going up. It just has to. <laughs> I mean, there's There's been a downturn recently, but it's just clearly just a hiccup. Uh, the market, all the conditions are right for Bretterman to just start its ascent back into profitability and out of the realm of penny stocks. Uh, in fact, we are planning to take Bretterman private once the stock goes above $69. So Bretterman Investments, don't nice. just hire them as... That's a joke I learned. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't you really say understand. Nice. You say nice 69. when people say 69. Nice. Uh, oh, oh, because of uh, mutual oral sex at the same time. Yeah, I figured Now, do you he's... say nice into your partner's genitals? That I don't know. Yeah, I'm more into the 96, which is a 69 with three different partners, one of whom is a fiancé, one of whom is a common-law wife, and one of whom is a girlfriend. Don't forget your lover! Well, she's not involved in this one. She's, uh, you know, she's very religious. Uh, so, you know, you can you can hire uh, Bretterman at Bretterman.com to get your financial services, or just invest directly by sending uh, money to my Venmo, and also the promo code and my Venmo are the same, which is make your check out to cash. Um, you know, I say that all the time to Randy on the program he's when he's investing it. in these various businesses. Uh, Randy, are you the majority stockholder in Bretterman right now? I don't know. You won't let me see the sheet. Well, I think, uh, yeah, actually, oh, sorry, you only have uh, 49% of the company. Oh, so close, so close, 49.9. So check out Bretterman and uh, definitely just money any of the coins you're lying around especially if you have like an elderly relative tell them about bretterman and tell them it's time to make money all right our final team in the pacific division the phoenix suns they suck yeah they're terrible i hate this division i hate this team you know why i hate them why? they remind me of the sun you know our ancient enemy that shines outside that puts glare on our computer monitors that keeps us you know, when you have to walk from one gym to another gym or from the couch where you record the Facebook Live to the bathroom when you uh, do the premium Snapchat for the consumers, there it is haunting you, heating you up, burning your human flesh, the sun. I hate it, and I hate this team, I'm especially not the acquisition outside. of Trevor Ariza. Yeah, why, why are we even talking about the sun? There's teens... Who try and burn me with a magnifying glass. Oh my god, that's that's terrible. They're just Wait. constantly waiting for me to leave. Wait, is one of those teens DeAnthony Melton? I don't know who that is. That's how much I hate the Suns. Yeah, let's just let's just figure they should be disbanded. Uh also obviously... Suns make me sad. Yeah. Because oh. you're you've captured mine. You know, he had they I made think, him I... into a living computer. 
I, I, I think living is kind of a stretch, but uh, you know, there's no, there's no quality of life there. This is so we, yes. So uh, this is the the one biggest upside of global warming is that the Phoenix Suns and their arena might simply just be reduced to dust by the impressive heat. And also, uh, I do like that uh, DeAndre Ayton is signed with Puma because those that's who makes my house slippers. TMI. Yeah, I guess you're right about that, well, Randy. I just made a joke. This is incredible. This may be your funniest podcast, even though you have quietly wept through 60% of it. All right. Well, that's it on Slam Dub. Randy, where can we read your, your stuff? Where can we check you out? My blog. Mm-hmm. RandyLadude.blogspot.com. Oh, that's got you photoshopped onto Jeff Bridges' face from The Big Lebowski. I don't know what that is, but sure. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's some people, they told me to do it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I... It's, a, it's a joke from the internet, I guess. Oh. You just, you just, uh, yeah. Nice! 69! Yes. Nice. Nice! <laughs> Too soon. I right? just do what people tell Too me. Too soon for that. Uh, if anything that... is uh, uh, evidence to that, it's my relationship with you. That is true. That is true. Uh, as for me, I will be live streaming my trip to hedonism. Uh, I will still be watching every preseason game, but also just uh, exploring the uh, the freedom that comes with being at hedonism, a resort where literally anything goes. Don't forget uh, our Patreon, where we recap episodes of billions. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only uh, fiction we like. Yeah, Ones we call about it... millionaires who use technology. Oh, God, I'm getting so hard just thinking about that right now. Oh, technology. Oh, Analytics. Billions. Billions. So I wonder An- what Axe is going to do next show week. Time. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Billions. Invest in Bretterman. Give Bretterman billions. Oh, sorry. I said my silent mantra to myself out loud. Uh, that's all the time we have on Slammed Up. Uh, Randy, anything to add before we close it out? Give me back my son! It's not going to happen. All right. Check you out later. I think that was the weirdest thing I've ever heard. So, yeah, we're only obligated to have 126 more episodes of Slammed Up. So we're I'm... I'm crossing them off a big board. And seeing as oh, we only give them about seven episodes a year. Um, I know. Should well, be done in about really, seven years. <laughs> they're really busy. They're really busy. Um, Sean, what do you want to plug? Uh, come to the business on Monday night at Little Joy, but not this Monday. Oh, no, it'll be up. Uh, they're, ref- they're fixing the pipes. The pipes will be fixed. He comes to the business every Monday at nine. And again, LeBron guaranteed five to six minutes set. If you stop by, if you, if you give us a little notice, we can probably bump that to seven, eight minutes. Okay. And then, um, I was on locked on Raptors last week. Listen to that. That was pretty fun. And then I was also on, um, our friend Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard's podcast. Who cares about the rock hall? And who were you on with? Uh, Greg Barrett. Uh, was he into you? He was, yeah. We we got along pretty well. That's um, cool. But we did a draft. We were drafting who we thought was going to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, 
nominations come out this week, I guess. Um, and I was pretty happy with my draft. Ben um, Wallace. That's who should be in. Ben, ben Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. He should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Um, his hair is rock and roll. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where yesterday I tweeted, I always want to be on a diet, but then I get ice cream five minutes later. It's a good tweet. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's, let's, uh, go let's talk diet. about Adam Stern, uh, uh, David Stern being a, the Krang to Adam Silver's uh, robot body. It's bowling season. See me posted with the fam. See me posted with the brand. Y'all just do it for the gram. And we do it for the fans. Baby, Everybody see me ballin', big ballin', I be with my brothers Thanking God, then I thank my mother She beat the eyes, made it out the struggle Mellow pulled up in the lamb, Jello pulled up in the right People hating on the brand, why? Three B's, never sorry, nah Big ballers making boss moves Double law with the cleanest shoes Red Demon know that zeal too Light to light, man, I'll never lose Get your merch, get your merch Wear it! Get your merch, get your merch Get your merch, get your merch See me posted with the fam See me posted with the brand Y'all just do it for the gram, and we do it for the fans. Bibi, B, O, A, Bibi, B, O, A, Bibi, B, O, A, Bibi, B, O, A. Triple B's, yeah, we going global. Touching millions like I do on social. With my people never riding dolo. If you don't believe me, you can check the photos. A lot of family, yeah, they really with me. We rolling deep, you can check the history. Formatted like we set for victory. No, we winning, never been a mystery. Stay a hundred, never kept it fifty. Stacking cents, yeah, we stacking century. Triple B's gotta get a billy. Clean money got me feeling filthy. Yeah. Demo. Get your merch, 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 get your merch. See me posted with the fam, see me posted with the brand. Y'all just do it for the gram, and we do it for the fans. B B B O A, B B B O A, B B B O A, B B B O A. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.